Life is a journey, and God has provided songs to help us along the way. Join Scott Pauley today as we study the songs of degrees found in the Psalms. They will encourage your heart and give help for the journey ahead. It would be nice if every day was a day of blessing. It would be nice if every step along our journey was a happy one and there was never struggle or stress or strain, no trouble or trial. Wouldn't you like that? Oh, yes, we all would like that. And yet on the journey, there are difficulties. There are roadblocks. There are obstructions in the way. There are other travelers on the road of life that can make the journey difficult at times. And in our traveler psalms, we've progressed now along this journey to Psalm 129. There's a great contrast between Psalm 129 and the last Psalm, Psalm 128. Psalm 128 is full of blessing. You remember, blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord. Uh, the Lord shall bless thee out of Zion. When you come to Psalm 129, it seems that we're living not in blessing, but in bitterness. As a matter of fact, there is a group of people here who are speaking curses instead of blessing into the life of God's people. What do you do when that happens? What do you do on those kind of days? And we all have them. Let's read Psalm 129 and see what the psalmist did. He writes, Many a time have they afflicted me from my youth, may Israel now say. Many a time have they afflicted me from my youth, yet they have not prevailed against me. The plowers plowed upon my back. They made long their furrows. The Lord is righteous. He hath cut asunder the cords of the wicked. Let them all be confounded and turned back that hate Zion. Let them be as the grass upon the housetops which withereth afore it groweth up. Wherewith the mower filleth not his hand, nor he that bindeth sheaves his bosom. Neither do they which go by say, The blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you. In the name of the Lord. This particular psalm belongs not only to this section, these traveler psalms, songs of degrees, but it also is one of the psalms known as the imprecatory psalms. Now those are, those are interesting psalms because they are psalms or songs against the enemy. They literally are psalms of judgment. Usually when we think of the book of Psalms, we think of lighthearted things and glad things, but remember, the Psalms deal with every emotion in life and every experience in life. And all of life is not sunshine. All of life is not ease. No, there's struggle along the way. And so God has a message for us in that as well and a song for us in that as well. The key to understanding these imprecatory Psalms is that the psalmist is not praying against his enemies. He's praying against the Lord's enemies. In other words, He's not living with bitterness in his heart and a retaliatory spirit. Are you? Is there something in your heart today against someone, some anger, some hate within you? Oh, that's not of God, my friend. When people come against you and things come against you, what do you do? Well, let's do what the psalmist did. First of all, rehearse what God has done for you in the past. He says, many a time have they afflicted me from my youth. He repeats it in verse 2. Many a time have they afflicted me from my youth. Look, many times we've had problems. And not just many times, but all of our life. He said, from our youth. 
In Israel's case, he's going all the way back to Egypt and coming forward. But you can go all the way back to your childhood and come forward. We've all had our troubles. We've all had our struggles in life. None of us have a perfect situation. And if you see somebody that you think has it all together, they don't. Sometimes people that look like they have it all together are the ones who are coming apart at the seams. We all have our struggles, but all oh, this beautiful little word in verse 2, yet, yet they have not prevailed against me. Would you remind yourself God has never forsaken you, He has never failed you, and He's not going to start today. So the first thing you ought to do is go back and rehearse the faithfulness of God. He says in verse 3, The plowers plowed upon my back, they made long their furrows. The idea here, the word pictures a person with a whip and the whip coming against your back and stinging you and cutting into your back. Can you see the picture here of Jesus? Uh, his back was beaten and the whip cut him. And yet out of that came blessing. Out of what seemed like a curse would come blessing for us. In the New Testament, the early apostles were often whipped and beaten, and yet, oh, how God blessed them. Look, friends, someone or something may sting you today, but that is not going to last forever because God is not going to let them prevail against you. Then there's a second thing. Not only does he rehearse what has happened in the past in his life, he rehearses who God is. He says, the Lord is righteous in verse 4. He'd cut asunder the cords of the wicked. You know, so many times when bad things happen and bad people enter into a, a situation, we get fixated on them. We start thinking about them, getting consumed with them. You know how you can tell what, what you're fixed on? What do you talk about all the time? When you talk about the person that did you wrong and you talk about things that didn't go your way, you're fixated on those. But friend, if you can get your eyes fixed on the Lord and the righteousness of God, that's going to help you. Stop looking at your circumstances and look to the Lord again. He says there comes a moment where God cuts asunder the cords of the wicked. Friend, there's a moment where God cuts the cord, where God says enough is enough. God's not going to let this continue forever. God is faithful. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 says, God is faithful who will not suffer us to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to. To bear it. So he rehearses the past. He rehearses who God is. And then what does he do? He begins just to pray. He turns his conversation heavenward and he begins to make his request in verse 5. Let them all be confounded and turned back that hate Zion. Let them be as the grass upon the housetops which withereth afore it groweth up. For with the mower filleth not his hand nor he that bindeth sheaves his bosom. He commits them to God. There comes a moment where you just got to give things to God and give people to God. Do you remember the Apostle Paul? He had a lot of enemies, didn't he? And when you're doing right, you're going to have people that come against you. Well, one of those enemies was a man by the name of Alexander. And he writes about him and he says, Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. But he doesn't stop there. The very next words are these, The Lord reward him according to his works. Give them to God. Let the Lord take care of your enemies. Martin Luther said, Remember that even the devil is God's devil. What does he mean by that? He means that even the devil, the greatest enemy, is under God's authority. And the Lord's going to take care of him in the end. The Lord's going to judge them. Uh, he uses the word picture here of grass uh, that begins to grow up and sprout on the top of those flat houses in Israel, in the dust and in the dirt, little sprouts. Uh, God says that's all they are, they're little sprouts. 
And when the Son of God's judgment comes up, He's going to mow them down. He's going to burn them up. They'll be gone in a moment of time. Friend, your enemy and your circumstance will pass, but your God never will. Your struggle is going to go away, but you are going to be enabled to stand and continue because the Lord is with you. He ends this psalm in verse 8 by saying that these people who go by, who walk by you on the journey of life, they never bother to look at you and say, The blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. They're not speaking blessing. They can't. They don't know the Lord themselves, many of them. Many of them are not living in the blessing. They can't speak blessing into your life. And he leaves us on that note and you think, well, that's not positive. Oh, yes, it is. What he's saying is the blessing doesn't come from the people. The blessing comes from God. Don't depend on circumstances or others to give you blessing today. You live in the blessing the Lord himself gives along the journey. And as you do, not only will you be blessed, you'll be a blessing to others along the way. We trust that today's study has ministered to your heart. As you read these Psalms for the Traveler, Psalms 120 through 134, God will guide you on your way. You may visit us at scottpauley.org to find additional resources. May God help you to enjoy the journey.